Welcome to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, where we talk about issues facing our Big Island community. Island Conversations, Sunday mornings on KWXX at 6.30 and on B97B93 at 7 a.m. Or listen anytime at kwxx.com. Island Conversations, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916. Now, here's your host and producer, Sherry Bracken. Aloha. Good morning. Welcome to Island Conversations. To remind you, Island Conversations airs on KWXX and B97B93 on Sundays, and the program is repeated the following Friday on KPUA 670 AM in Hilo. Disaster preparedness. It's something that should be on our minds all the time because our island is subject to so many disasters, as you all know, from earthquakes to hurricanes to tsunami to lava flow and once in a while winter storms, among other things. We have often talked over the years with Hawaii County civil defense officials, but we haven't talked much but will today about how volunteer organizations can and do play a big part when we have disasters. I remember just over a year ago moderating a forum at West Civic Center when county directors were saying how stressed the paid county personnel were because of the lava flow. That's why it's important, I think, for us to understand how and when volunteers can be part of helping us all be safe in disasters. By the way, there's a disaster preparation fair coming up next Saturday, June 22nd at West Hawaii Civic Center, so we're going to talk about that as well. Our first guest today is Hawaii County Civil Defense Administrative Officer Bill Hansen, who reports to Talmadge Magno, who's the director of Hawaii County Civil Defense. Bill is somebody I know I can call when I want the true story of what's happening in a disaster. Bill Hansen is a Honolulu native and got his Bachelor's of Science at the University of Maryland. He worked in Asia for 24 years in various sales, marketing, and management jobs, Korea, China, Indonesia, Thailand, and Vietnam. Interestingly, he was in South Korea in 1979 when President Park Jung-hee was assassinated and experienced the coup d'etat that followed. Plus, he went through 80 typhoons. Back here on the Big Island after returning after 9-11, he worked for Goodfellow Brothers on the Saddle Road Project. He became the Civil Defense Administrative Officer in 2008. He's also a farmer and beekeeper and restaurant owner. And this is important. With civil defense, he also oversees the Community Emergency Response Teams, or CERT Teams, which is one of the organizations I'd like to talk about today. Good morning. Aloha, Bill. Good morning, Sherry. Aloha. (laughs) Susie Bond is the past chair of Voluntary Organizations Active in Disasters, or VOAD, and is the current chair of the Hawaii County Citizen Corps Council. She was active in the recovery effort for Izel and in the 2018 eruption event. When not working on recovery or disaster preparedness, Susie is the executive director of Kilauea Drama and Entertainment Network, or KDEN, and they're currently working on the summer musical Flower Drum Song. Good morning, Aloha, Susie. Good morning, Sherry. Thank you both for being here. Now, Bill, I just have to tell you, completely unrelated to our interview, I found it totally fascinated that you were in South Korea in 1979, and I didn't remember much of about it, so I looked up South Korea President Park Chung-hee, and in the Wikipedia article about him, I found that at the request of the United States, Park had sent approximately 320,000 South Korean troops to fight alongside the United States in South Vietnam during the Vietnam War, and that was a troop commitment second only to the United States. I just thought that was totally interesting.
interesting that South Korea sent the second most troops after the U.S. And they were very well respected, I understand, amongst the U.S. Army. Well, that kind of tells me a lot about why we have always had or had for a long time a very close relationship with South Korea. But like I said, that's not relevant to this interview. I just was fascinated. So let's talk about disasters and volunteers who supplement the official paid personnel. So first, Bill Hansen, what is the role of Hawaii County Civil Defense? The role of Hawaii County Civil Defense is to protect and safeguard lives and property on this island in the county of Hawaii when we have large incidences such as hurricanes, other hazards such as earthquakes, lava flow, and like you said earlier, even things like roads being closed because of a lot of flooding and even icing up on the top of the mountain. We have it all over here on this island, don't we? Well, we do have it all. And, you know, I just want to ask you a question that's not totally relevant to volunteers, but the summer 2018 lava flow is really very much on people's minds. And a week ago, I was in Los Angeles for my niece's graduation from high school. And one of my brothers asked me, what is the status of addressing the housing needs of those lava flow victims who lost their homes or couldn't get to their homes because of being lava locked? And that sort of reminded me that this lava flow from 2018 is still very much on the minds of people, even those who don't live here. So, Bill, give us a little bit of an update. How are we doing? 700-plus homes lost. How many residents still need housing or assistance? Do you have any idea at this point? So, first of all, I guess we take a look at Leilani Estates. Leilani was definitely a focus point, but that was not the only area that was also hit by this lava eruption. We have subdivisions, uh, communities that were totally, totally wiped off the map vacation land and Kapoho beach lots, Kapoho farm lots. I want to say there's probably only one, maybe even two houses left in that whole entire area. Do we have numbers? Susie? Well, one of the things that VOAD is doing is that we have a long-term recovery committee known as Kilauea Hui, or Kehui for short, and we are looking to help the people that are still unresolved. And our guess at this point is there's still about 150 households that still need some kind of help to finish resolving their issues, whether it be repairs, driveways, or even complete rebuilds. We okay. don't have an exact number yet, though. So, Susie, since you started talking and mentioned VOAD, which I believe means Voluntary Organizations Active in Disasters, what is VOAD? I have to tell you, I did notice that the East Hawaii VOAD was recognized in March 2019 by the state legislature for the work during the lava flow, but what exactly is VOAD? VOAD is made up of various nonprofit organizations and organizations that respond. It was founded about 50 years ago in the southern United States after a hurricane, and they found that there were a number of places where people were getting a lot of help, and then there were places where people weren't getting any help. And so Salvation Army, Red Cross, and a number of faith-based organizations got together and figured out how to coordinate. So VOAD's thing is cooperation, coordination, collaboration, and communication. We try to get together and help people as best we can by spreading out the help rather than just having it concentrate on one place. That's the kind of Reader's Digest version. Okay. Now, you're also the current chair of the Hawaii County Citizens Corps Council. What is that? Citizen Corps Council is made up of VOAD, CERT, the Community Emergency Response Teams, Neighborhood Watch, the Medical Reserve Corps, ACS, which is the Auxiliary Communication System. Service. 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 I never get that right. As well as fire and police and Red Cross and other members of the county. 
Bill is writing notes on his hand <laughs> now. Prosecuting attorney. Oh, the prosecuting attorney's <laughs> office. I'm like going. <laughs> Bill, feel free to speak up at yeah. any time. You don't have to just write <laughs> yeah. on your hand. So we meet monthly, and our basic focus is community preparedness and trying to make sure that the community stays prepared for the number of things. We are currently in hurricane season. It started June 1st and will run through November. So it's a prime time for us to start remembering that we need to have those emergency kits ready and we need to be prepared. And we're trying to make sure that we're all ready to go at the drop of a hat for whatever comes up. So is VOAD different from the same as part of the Hawaii County Citizens Corps Council? How do those Voad's two organizations? part of Citizen Corps. Okay. But all of the organizations within Citizen Corps have their own lanes that they travel in. That's the easiest way to put it. As Citizen Corps, we got started last year on a project that kind of got put aside during the eruption, but it's called Project 360. And there are four elements to that, and one is to double the amount of CERT teams on the island. We're trying to get 25 communities with a community emergency plan. We're trying to get 25,000 households with their own personal emergency plans. And then we're trying to set up communication around the island. So we're trying to make sure that we can get people as prepared as we possibly can. We've been working on that. We just sort of have relaunched it. And part of the preparedness fair that's coming up in Kona is part of the launch of 360. All right. Now, Bill Hansen, you are the Community Emergency Response Team Coordinator inside Hawaii County Civil Defense, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So what are the CERT teams? The genesis of the CERT program goes back into the 1970s, back into Los Angeles, LA County, where some of their paramedics would be going out on calls and they would actually start to run out of equipment. And so they would have to improvise. And so because of that, they also started to see that they could also utilize that kind of mindset with volunteers in their community. The thing that pushed the CERT into the limelight was none other than 9-11. 9-11, there was a lot of things going on. Amongst that were volunteers coming out of the woodwork saying, hey, I like help. And you know, you're going to get that all the time. But at that time, the central government, the federal government didn't really have programs tuned so that you could go ahead and help with emergency management or you could help with other types of um, volunteerism. So the CERT program was put together under the Citizens Corps program by President Bush. This was just shortly after 9-11. And the CERT program basically teaches a household or family or even a single person how to take care of themselves during an emergency, how to respond in an emergency. Of course, the way I've seen it is that when you look at the community emergency response teams, you, Civil Defense, set up training and people get all kinds of significant training to be able to help not just themselves and their family, but to help in the community. So tell us more about how the CERT teams work on this island. Talk about the training they get, who's on a CERT team, that kind of stuff. Tell us more, Bill Hansen. So the basic training is conducted by our fire department. The fire department, of course, knows a lot about medical aid and about extrication, using spine boards, putting out fires. And that's pretty much the emphasis when we have that 24 plus hours worth of training that we offer to the public for free, no charge at all. However, there is a commitment on the part of the person coming there that there are four Saturdays in a row that we offer this training and they need to be there for the four Saturdays. Again, I already listed some of the things that they learn 
amongst those, even psychological first aid is what they learn. What is psychological first aid? When uh, you are in a situation that it's very traumatizing, there is a need to kind of take a reality check. The reality check before we go into that incident and then also a debrief when we come out of that incident. Not only for us as professional responders, but also those that may be already on the site, first responders, such as those in the community, or even organizations such as CERT, even VOAD personnel, etc. So psychological first aid basically is an assessment that we offer about yourself, your teammates, and also for those victims that you are also taking care of. So it's all encompassing the victims as well as the first responders and the CERT teams. You know, it's interesting that we spend more than 24 hours in this training, but we're really only skimming the surface. It's the basic training that we're offering. And besides that, after they go through this basic CERT training, then there's other types of training that we offer. Okay, so as I understand what you, Susie Bond, and you, Bill Hansen, have said, the Hawaii County Citizen Court Council is the umbrella organization under which falls the Community Emergency Response Teams and VOAD, am I right? Right, as well as Neighborhood Watch, Medical Reserve Corps, and Fire, Red Cross, and some other organizations. Okay, so Bill Hansen, when we have an emergency here, we've sort of been trained that Hawaii County Civil Defense is the organization to which we turn. So if I'm on a CERT team, do the CERT teams self-activate? Do they, like if there's an earthquake and somebody in South Kona can see that there's significant damage, obviously Civil Defense is not there. Do the CERT teams just jump into action? How does it work? How do they actually begin doing what they do? Activation of a CERT team or activation of anyone really takes authorization. And so we have those steps in place in order to authorize and activate the CERT teams. Some of the things that we've had them do in the past was to go door-to-door, door-to-door announcements, provide information during the lava eruption. They went door-to-door in the upper Puna area for about three days in a row, talking about the earthquakes and the ash that could be falling from the sky and then how they can better protect themselves and then also tell them where the shelters were located. Did the same thing as well in the lower Puna area, but it wasn't ash at that time in that area. It was more the eruption and lava and also the gases. And just a brief interruption to remind you, this is Island Conversations, and I'm your host and producer, Sherry Bracken. Today we're talking about emergency preparedness with Susie Bond representing a number of different volunteer groups that assist us in disasters and Bill Hansen of Hawaii County Civil Defense. Next week, we're talking homelessness with Brandy Menino of Hope Services and Sharon Hiroto of Hawaii County. Before we get back to today's discussion, a word from KTA Superstores. At KTA, local and fresh means you get the very best Hawaii Island has to offer. The grass-fed meats you find at KTA are raised without added hormones or antibiotics. Our seafood department is stocked with sustainable choices caught in local waters by local fishermen. KTA carries the largest selection of Hawaii Island homegrown produce. Our mountain apple brand is all local so you know it's fresh and delicious. Local and fresh always tastes best at KTA. And now back to emergency emergency preparedness. I do want to ask a question about how these different groups all coordinate. But first, Bill, I want to ask you to give me sort of the official county position. 
In May of 2018, right after the lava flow started, I moderated a forum at West Hawaii Civic Center, which included County Managing Director Will Okabe in lieu of the mayor, several directors, and it was the time of the lava flow, and all the directors were saying how they couldn't provide adequate county support in their regular jobs because all of the workers were stressed and overworked, and some of the community members made the suggestion that we have very competent community members who could help to relieve the burden on the county workers. Mr. Okabe said, and I actually found the video on this and looked it up, and he said, we have to have consultation with the unions. When you have unions, you don't want volunteers to be taking their jobs. To specifically have volunteers do jobs, let's say there's a park and we don't have the staff, don't have the funds, we have unions in this state, and that's not going to happen, and that's the end of the quote. So how does the county, how does Civil Defense view these volunteers' organizations? Are they helpers or are they competitors to county workers? Because that's kind of the sense I got. Oh, that's an interesting comment. I want to say that they've always been helpful. They've always been shoulder to shoulder with the county. In particular, we set up an information center in Pahoa. At the information center, we definitely leveraged and used the CERT teams in that center. There was also a road closure down in Leilani. People still wanted to get home, get their things out. We were still evacuating in an organized manner, but we also saw that there was an opportunity to utilize CERTs there as well. So the certs were definitely called up and asked if they could help us with escorting residents back into their areas, that this area that was restricted, in order so they can get their belongings out. So what you're saying is, I know you're not the civil defense director and you're also not the mayor, but you are saying that volunteers and volunteer help, it's all welcome. Definitely it's welcome. The thing is, is if we take a look back at the eruption, we know that not only the certs, but other volunteers also put in man hours. CERT put in 5,000 plus man hours in that eruption alone. Yeah, you know, I don't really hear civil defense talking much about volunteers, but I have talked oftentimes with Susie. So Susie, tell us, how are VOAD and CERT and the Hawaii County Citizen Corps Council and everything you mentioned, how do they work together with the county to eliminate duplication and communicate about what needs to be done so everything does get done and we're not leaving either big gaps or have big overlaps? Let's use the eruption. So CERT was issuing placards to people in in Lower Puna, as well as going and escorting them and helping them. VOAD had gotten together with the Faith Hui, which was pulled together by Mitch Roth. County Prosecuting Attorney Mitch Roth. Okay. He actually brought me into a meeting that they were having of the Faith Hui leaders and said, Susie, explain VOAD, so let's get these guys going. So we sat down with a list of things we needed, housing, we needed help moving people, we needed um, shelter, we needed feeding, all of that. So the Faith Hui jumped in and started doing those types of things, helping people get out. We had transportation, we had places where people could store things and stuff, and we were providing shelter, and we were at the information center helping with the information part of it. The information centers were very efficiently set up. FEMA was there as well, as I recall. FEMA came in later. This was before FEMA came in. We were activated within a week of the very beginning of it. We were there by the Monday after. So it activated pretty quickly. We actually had our first meeting three days after the eruption had started. VOAD was doing that type of stuff. The Medical Reserve Corps was down in Pahala giving out masks to people for the air quality. And so that's another branch. Medical Reserve Corps, who is that? What is that? 
they're sort of based out of the Department of Health, but it's volunteer nurses and doctors that have signed up with them to help out in these emergencies. They go into shelters and help make sure that people's health is all right. Not as much with mental health, but more with physical health. One of the VOAD groups is a mental health organization, so we had them as well. So VOAD has a wide range of people from the Salvation Army to Catholic Charities to Child and Family Services to Red Cross, Hope Services, all the faith-based organizations, the Episcopalians, the Jewish community, the LDS folks, they really, really stepped up and helped out immensely. Dion Maeda of Connect Point Church was the lead for the Faith Hui, and it was because of the Faith Hui that the tiny houses got built at Sacred Hearts and in Paradise Park. So that was all VOAD Faith Hui related. So is VOAD the group that kind of coordinated all these volunteers? And if so, how did you work with Hawaii County Civil Defense to make sure that everything was getting done and that there weren't boundary issues, let me say? So you guys are more in like the recovery lane. Yeah, we're more the recovery lane than the response lane. And so CERT would be more in the response lane, Bill Hanson? Yes, in response. And all of this goes through Bill. Bill calls and says, I have a request. This is what we need you to do. Can you take care of this? I was in civil defense as people called in. You know, I was responding. You know, people call in with either with requests or with offers to help. I mean, people were offering to buy masks and send them over. One of the Faith Hui, one of the churches, took on making sure that all the first responders had masks because the police department didn't have masks for everybody and neither did fire. So that was something else the Faith Hui came through with. And they came through in such a huge way, not only with manpower, but also with money. They were incredible, the amount of money that they raised to do the things that they did. And we couldn't have done it without them. Which leads us to, you mentioned money. If people are donating money in emergencies like this, to whom is the money donated? How is it monitored and managed? For the eruption, it was different organizations, Salvation Army, Catholic Charities, Red Cross, they all got their regular donations. Then there was also Hawaii Community Foundation had set up a fund to help out with it too. And some of that money is still being used now by Kehui to help these people resolve. But we also are looking still for donations. And they can either go to Community Foundation or Catholic Charities or the Salvation Army or Red Cross. And, or the other big one is Habitat for Humanity. You mentioned the term Kehui. Again, what is that? It's the Kilauea Hui. It's the long-term recovery group. The glitter part of the whole thing is the response and the immediate recovery. And then as soon as you get into long-term recovery, people fall away really fast because it, it's just, it just seems to take forever. During Isel, it was two years for us to get, and it was just two families that we ended up really taking all the way to the end. But it takes easily two years, and we figure this is two to five years before we get everybody resolved. The other organization that I have failed to mention is Neighborhood Place of Puna, and they played a huge part. We had an intake form that we had developed during ISEL to find out what people's greatest needs were. And that form went through about, I don't know, 18 reiterations during the eruption. And that form, that intake form, is still something that we are working off of to help find the people that still need help. So you have a sort of a master file of people who maybe on May 10th, they said, I've lost my house, I've lost this, I need help. But there is a follow-up so that you can make sure you essentially close everybody out and make sure people have had their needs met in a way that satisfies them? 
Yes, that was the plan. But initially, people would ask for specific things like a gift card or something, and they would easily be closed out. But then they would come back later and say, oh, wait, but I lost my house. And then it was like a bigger issue to help them out. And so we're now going back and um, checking with these people to see what their needs still are. At this very moment, as we record this, we do not have an active disaster other than continuing recovery from the lava flow. At this time, who can and should get engaged in these volunteer groups and how do they do so? And Bill, let's start with you. Community emergency response teams, you seem to do training all year for these. So tell us, how do people get engaged? Carrie, we, yes, we do training pretty much all year round, except for one season, the season we call hurricane season. We tend to not put that on the front burner for training simply because we might actually get the real thing. And that's when we actually would then activate our volunteers and to assist us. Hopefully this year we don't have to do that, but we are prepared and continue to prepare. So every year, about five times out of the year, we would offer around the island at different locations the emergency response team training. Also, to supplement that, we would offer other types of training. For example, even hands-only CPR and AED, we do have that offered through our CERT teams as well as they could also ask civil defense to come out to their community and we could show them how to use a hands-only CPR as well as the AED units. So who should get involved in a CERT team? Who's the person you're looking for? Age, gender, capabilities, what? All the above. Thank you very much. Okay, so I don't have to have any particular training or background to be involved with a CERT team. Yes, definitely. You don't need to have any type of background. There's, there's always room for others to join in to help and support that program. If if you don't even go on to become a CERT member, if you just take all of that to heart and utilize that within your ohana, in your household, as you as an individual, we are so many more light years in front of what could possibly be occurring, another incident occurring in the future. I mean, that would be the ultimate is if every household were to do the CERT training, but not necessarily do they have to go on to be a member. But if they did go on to be a member, then definitely we can then look at utilizing them during an incident, like, for example, the eruption or a flood or a hurricane, etc. So, Bill Hansen, if somebody wants to be involved in a CERT team, they should call Hawaii County Civil Defense at 935-0031? 935-0031. They can ask for me, and then I could set that up. Okay. And then we can make sure that we get them set up for the upcoming training in their area. Okay. Now, Susie Bond, you represent very many volunteer organizations. Who are you looking for? VOAD itself is looking for organizations. We are looking for different organizations that generally are nonprofits that can help out in some way or have some connection to the community. We were only East Hawaii VOAD, and we have now become Hawaii Island VOAD. We have now involved the West Hawaii side, and the island-wide VOAD is a big part of the disaster preparedness fair building community resiliency that will be held on June 22nd in Kona. So we are trying to get more and more organizations involved. Okay, so I want to talk about the June 22nd event, but if people are involved in a nonprofit or a community organization, should they call you, Susie Bond, to get involved in VOAD or Hawaii County Citizen Court Council? They would call Lieutenant Danielle Bratton with the Salvation Army, and her number is 909-205-4578, 909-205-4578. 
What is happening on June 22nd? Where and what? June 22nd at West Hawaii Civic Center, Hawaii County Civil Defense Agency, along with its partnering agencies, will be holding a disaster preparedness fair. The disaster preparedness fair will start at 9 o'clock and end at 2. The public will be provided information regarding all the different agencies and what they would do during a disaster in terms of response and recovery and also giving information regarding community resiliency. Which is? Building community resiliency is one of our biggest objectives. Building community resiliency means, kind of like takes us back in the throes of, of yesteryear when we had the ahupua'as. The ahupua'as were able to, from the mountain to the ocean, be able to take a hit, kind of like that Timex watch takes a hit but keeps on ticking. So did these communities. They were so resilient that they could borrow from another community. Less than 1% of the U.S. population are professional responders. Do we expect the 1% of these professional emergency responders to be able to take care of the more than 99% during a, a large disaster, catastrophic event? The answer may be they could get overwhelmed. Well, they certainly could. And on our island where we have big geographic distances, it's probably even more important. So the target audience for this disaster fair coming up next Saturday, June 22nd, who comes to this? We want to see households come to this, businesses come to this, and community leaders also be there. So there'll be discussion about what individual households should be doing relative to having food and water available and things like that. Things that civil defense has always preached. We'll also have some presentations by Hawaii Volcano Observatory. They'll be telling us what happened during the 2018 lava eruption. And then also we'll have the National Weather Service there talking about the 2019 hurricane season. HVO will be presenting twice, once at 10 o'clock and once at 1 o'clock. National Weather Service will be presenting at 1130. I'm looking forward to that. In closing, I'd like to get your final comments, starting with you, Susie Bond. Just know that there are a number of people on this island that are ready, willing, and able to help. Red Cross still needs volunteers. The Salvation Army needs volunteers. Catholic Charities, Habitat for Humanity especially, needs people. And one of the other things at the fair, too, is that we'll be doing surveys to find out just how prepared they are or aren't. And we have a handbook that gives them what they should have in their to-go kits and papers that you should have that you need to take with you. And all of that, the kind of information that people need to have when they have to pick up and go. Bill Hansen, in closing, what would you like to add? We've talked a lot about gray sky concept. When things are happening, when push is coming to shove, when the rain is pouring, the winds are blowing. But there's also a blue sky concept. So what can we do when the sun is shining, basically, and there's blue skies? FEMA says for every dollar you spend in preparing, that you actually save $7 in response. And so we see the effort that individuals, that communities, that businesses can make, volunteers can make prior to anything happening, when it's still blue skies, that's when we actually can make a difference, a big difference. I really want to thank both of you, Susie Bond, representing various volunteer organizations, and Bill Hansen, representing Hawaii County Civil Defense, for being with us today. And Bill, if people do have questions, may they call you at Hawaii County Civil Defense? Yes, they may call me at Hawaii County Civil Defense at 935 
And Bill's very good at answering questions. Thanks to both of you. And thank you to our listeners for being with us today. This is a great time to prepare for a disaster and a great time to think about going to the next disaster preparedness event at West Hawaii Civic Center this coming Saturday, June 22nd, from 9 o'clock to 2 o'clock. This is Island Conversations. I'm Sherry Bracken. I'll see you next week for another Island Conversations. And until then, please, let's all live and drive with aloha. Ahoi ho. Thank you for listening to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, available anytime at kwxx.com. We welcome your feedback and suggestions at info at kwxx.com. Join us next week for another Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916.